Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon, and we are coming to you live from... Enterprise Connect 2022 here in Orlando, Florida, at the Gaylord Palms. Isn't it great to be around people again? It's amazing. It's This is so refreshing after, you know, we've all dealt with the, the last few years in our own way, but to be back in public and just hearing what people have come up with over the last year is really, really interesting. And I, I really see it being a huge driver in the things we're hearing Yeah, there's today. some really uh, major themes happening in the show, and I know we're, that's what we're gonna dive into. We're gonna dive into that. Well, we had a great booth presence in the exhibit hall, and in that booth, we had a partner theater where we had four presentations from some partners that we'll dive into more detail around that. But before we get into detail, before we dive into all the exciting stuff that's going on here at Enterprise Connect, let's go find a quieter spot so we don't annoy the people with all this amazing environment that's going on around us. <laughs> all right, well, we'll be back to you soon. Well, Ginger, we stepped away from the exhibit floor to get dive a little deeper into what's going on at Enterprise Connect, and uh, we didn't want to be distracted by all the excitement out there. But as we talk about some of the things that we've uncovered and learned from the session, let's start off with just, I just want to ask you, I know you, I've seen you out there, you've talked to a lot of people this week, and we've captured a lot, we've interviewed quite a few people this week, and what are you, what are you hearing from them, and how is that reinforcing what you're hearing throughout the sessions? Well, we talked to some great people, Michael. Um, we spoke with David Myron and Mila D'Antonio, who are both, both principal analysts at Omdia. And we talked to John Arnold, Elizabeth English, Juanita Coley, Steve Ledden, and Melissa Schwartz, who are all really well-known uh, consultants in the space, who are, were all involved in different sessions. So it's no wonder that the themes that, that we spoke about when we interviewed them were consistent with some of the key themes across the show, like AI, migration to cloud, WFM, digital transformation, so much good stuff. But that those sessions weren't the only places where we had some great information. I don't think it was, no. What else do we have? We had the partner theater right there in the booth. It was great. We had, we had four sessions from, we had one from, uh, we had Google Cloud talking about how we can uh, not only host multi-cloud in, in the Google Cloud environment, but just how to improve and increase engagements through the power of uh, Google Cloud Contact Center AI, which we all are familiar with. But we also had another uh, familiar name, AWS, uh, that is also providing with CCI, the ability to provide uh, AI in our contact center and provide things like agent assist and improvement in information, or the, the uh, improvement in customer satisfaction through uh, that the power of CCI, CCI, excuse me. And then we also had Microsoft. We had Matt Hayes from Microsoft. And again, we, I, I bring up those three first, but then we also had the last one I'll bring up is Verizon because it wasn't just about the ability to improve customer experience through better intelligence and better artificial intelligence and machine learning but really you know, something we don't think enough about, we kind of take a step back into network. We don't think enough about network, but we had Cliff Sabelli from Verizon providing us some insights on how having the right network improves that header information that we get on the front end, and that of course improves the information that the agent has in front of them, but also security and reinforcing the fact that you have a stable network and that if there are issues, you have the ability to dive in deeper to that. So all of these 
sessions that we had in the theater, again, from four top companies that are powering with us, partnering with us in ways that improve customer satisfaction, improve performance, improve artificial intelligence and AI and machine learning, all, all of those coming together from those partner sessions. So ideally, what we'd like you to do is watch them. They're very short sessions. They're only at the most maybe maybe 15 minutes to sit through some of these and really dive deep into how we're improving performance with our partners. But Yeah, we'll, we will make the links available to you so you can scroll down and find those. But you know, Michael, what was interesting is, as you said, three of those sessions related to AI, and that was a common theme throughout the show. Right. And so a couple of things that came up for me was really calling out the value of AI and customer experience. So there was a lot of talk about how with AI you can personalize at scale. Um, David Myron, who I mentioned from Omdia, was saying that the top three areas that add significant, so they did, a, let's take a step back, Omdia conducted a study and they found that uh, the three areas of AI that add significant value our social listening and ticketing, that's 80% of respondents said that. Digital customer contact analysis for QM and CSAT, 70% of respondents said that that was a top priority. And 65% said intelligent call routing. One of the things that he also called out was, you know, as great as AI is in customer experience, there are a few obstacles to overcome. And according to the study, 69% um, of respondents are dealing with incorrect implementations. Half say AI is still in a silo and it's not well integrated. 50% a lack of training and 43% operational misalignment. But one thing that stood out to me that was kind of surprising was that 38% of respondents said that they had a lack of applicable AI use cases. What? Well, I, I can I can I can hear that. I, I I hear that we and imagine if you're in that situation. Mm -hmm. So we get to look at it from the outside in. That is true. But when you're sitting inside of your own your own built environment, you're not thinking about how AI can improve it. You're thinking about how does it get. You're just thinking about how do I make my job easier, right? Right. How do I deflect calls and reduce reduce the amount of volume I'm getting and and offload it and deflect. And we remember that's not, we, and so many times we've talked about it on the show, that's not what AI is really there to do. Yeah. What is AI meant to do? It's not deflection, it's about making a customer satisfied and delighting them through artificial intelligence on things that they're okay with it. That's the best way to say it. Things they're okay with using AI at. You know, I'm okay with maybe changing my address through AI and saying, and getting a confirmation to move away. But there's those times that they do need to speak with someone. And I think that we look at AI uh, from, the, from the outside in, we can come up with all the use cases we want, but in, from the inside, it, it may be harder for them. Yeah. And I think that that's something when I talked to Ryle Garg from Genesis earlier, we, I, he was a little surprised by that during his session. I remember the, in our interview, he said that that was the one thing that he walked away thinking that you know, he was surprised at how many had actually implemented AI solutions in their contact centers, and he feels that there's that reluctancy to move forward with AI based on they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do with the show, is trying to remind you that there's reasons to move to AI, there's things we need to think through first before we get there. But yeah, yeah. sorry, I, you were right in the middle of a thought, and I, I jumped in. 
as I always do. <laughs> that that's to what distract, you that's, yeah. To distract. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you do it so well. Oh well, thank you. Well, so what what I was going to say is that fortunately, um, Genesis has the report AI Comes of Age available mm -hmm. on the website, and we'll make that available on this page as well, so you can see it. And it has some of the greatest um, or most popular, I should say, use cases for AI in, in the customer experience right now, and shows how well leaders versus laggards are using AI. Don't be a laggard like me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that stood out to you? One of the things I saw in Jack Nichols' session was he talked about UCAS and CCAS coming together. And, if, and the point he made about that was the, the ability to have an improvement in first call resolution. Of course, you have real-time access to data. You have the ability to in Increase, or sorry, not increase, but reduce agent frustration. You don't want to increase agent frustration, ever. <laughs> but you do want to. You want to increase collaboration, and that's what reduces that. Being able to, because they can't know everything. Our agents can't know it all. They need to be able to collaborate across the organization to get to the right. And that, that of course, is where that first call resolution is enhanced by that ability to reach out across the business for the right response. Yeah, that's excellent. Another way of supporting agents that I saw in Juanita Coley's session on WFM is she made the great point of that, yes, WFM is a technology, but it's also a strategy, and you need to treat agents better. You need to give them a great employee experience because, as she pointed out, no agent is going to treat customers better than they are treated, so you need to support them with technology information, training, and that should be a part of what you're doing with WFM. And so some companies really need to start rethinking the agent experience and the strategic element of WFM so that they can start to better support their agents. And actually, you know, in our Genesis report on human values, um, basically what agents value. One of the, their top value globally is personal responsibility. So they love to get things done. They want to you know, do a great job serving customers, basically. So when you provide them the tools and knowledge to do that, you're going to have really happy agents, and that means you're going to have happy customers. I say that. I said that today to a, to a customer. He was talking about his movement to, to WEM. They hadn't adopted the WEM, they were still integrated to another solution, which is fine, because that's what their team is used to. But when you talk about why move, why it's important to not just talk about WFM, but talk about WEM as a whole strategy, because WEM is employee engagement. It's not just about the resource and finding the right number to plug in, the, you know, having the right prediction, plugging that into a schedule, and having someone in the background calculating a number. That number is tied to a human being, and they need to have some impact, they need to have some influence on where they fit into that schedule. They need to have some, some, some reward structure to make sure they're meeting the right KPIs. They need to have feedback mechanisms to say, I'm doing okay today. I'm doing okay with what you, how well are, are, are you presenting knowledge to me that I can in turn delight our customers? You need that feedback model. And that's what WEM offers you. It's that ability to, to have a 360 view of your agent and give them that in reverse, a 360 degree view of what's happening behind the scenes. You know, one other thing that, um, that I also thought was pretty interesting is how many people were talking about migrating to cloud. 
you know, not really surprising, but um, Eric Kraft of No Jitter basically said he kind of encapsulated, you know, we're transitioning from why cloud to why not cloud. And, um, you know, what do you think, what do you think about that, Michael? Well, you know, there's, we, we, and we've covered this quite a few times on our, in our topics, but why not cloud? Well, simply put, there's, it's the, the ROI. And for us, it's, the ROI for you is that you always will have us there with you. And I think that that's, that, that's a different means to what we talk about when we talk about notable ROI, but from the standpoint of being a technology provider, I think that's important to, to point out. It's so uh, important. Yeah, and the cost reduction, right, we're right there. I just mentioned, you know, you don't have that room of, of hot fans blowing through servers. <laughs> <laughs> How to cool those rooms on hot days, especially in, in warmer climates. I know that we struggle just internally. We still have server rooms, just small server rooms, and you know, my team has a server room like that that we have to still wonder how we're air conditioning in during the summer. But uh, we don't have to, so when you talk about budgeting, you don't budget for upgrades, you don't budget for uh, you know ongoing evolutions of the product. It's weekly for us. I think about shows like this where we come out of our winter breaks, if you will, and we announce what's new. Well, for us at Genesis, we're putting out new features weekly. There's really not a what's new for us when it talks about, when you talk about the product itself. We're putting out, we, we put out a big new feature today on Genesis Cloud. This is, you know, I say that because we're live today. Uh, but every Wednesday we release features on Genesis Cloud. So again, you lose, you, you lose, that, <laughs> you lose that cost. Oh, well, that sounds horrible. You, oh no, what are we gonna do with all that money you have left over? Uh, <laughs> uh, but Cloud eliminates you know, end of life concerns. You're, you're always on the latest version. It's easier to adapt to changing technologies, and that's some of the things that Juanita and I talked about specifically. It's not about not only changing technologies, but just changing trends in staffing. Because it's not about just, you know, what's the next channel? What's the next, you know, what's the next movement of, or the next life cycle of employees? What is their expectations and how they'll change? And, you know, we talk about the gig economy. Are you ready for that? Mm -hmm. Are you? I mean, that's, that's a question you really have to ask because at some point, you may, that may be where you're at, your staffing day of, and do you have a technology to back you up like that? Yeah. Um, but also, you're, uh, you're creating opportunities to enhance customer and employee experience. It's not just about the customer anymore. Customer and employee experience. And you're improving the insights and implementing uh, exponential technologies like AI. We talked a lot about that, you know, our, our sessions with, uh, with Google and Microsoft and AWS and how we're enhancing that. So there's so many ways you can move quickly and adapt quickly. And if I have not covered enough why we need to move to cloud, then I think I just did it. Done. Well, Done talking about it. I have, to, I have to add. I have to add to I'll, that. I will yeah. add, no, add. Please, please do. There's always good reasons, but go ahead. One of the sessions this morning, uh, someone made the great point, really stood out for me, that when it comes to uh, employee retention, you need to keep up with the, the latest technology, not only because people are using these technologies in their daily life and they come to work and they want to use the latest technology. Yeah. But also, you have staff who, they want to keep current with technology for their personal and uh, career growth. So if you're using an old technology, you might lose someone really valuable who wants to go to a company that's using modern technology because they want to keep their skills polished. So I thought that was such a great point. Um, but more than that, so we did the State of Customer Experience report here at Genesis, mm -hmm. 
And there were several other reasons for adopting CX, a cloud CX that respondents cited. 60% of CX leaders that we surveyed said the greatest benefit of moving to the cloud is better access to data insight across channels, which if you want to deliver that personal, personalized experience is essential. And then this was followed closely by having the agility to add new features or capabilities more quickly. That was about half of the respondents. And you made that point also about you know, just being able to keep up with new technology and trends. And then improved security and business continuity are also leading benefits about just under half. And the, the interesting thing about that is also in that same session this morning, it came up that, as you said, the cloud technologies, they're constantly being updated. It's like every week there's something new, there's something better. And along with that are the security features. Mm -hmm. So if you're on an on-premise solution, now there's definitely reason to be on on-premise for certain solutions, and you might want to have a hybrid model, but if you're going to have on-prem, that needs to be current too, because otherwise you might be leaving yourself open to security issues from having a system that's too old. You're and scaring thought, me, yeah. you're scaring me. So that don't was a great point too. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't, we don't want to get into concerns like that, and that's that's the your that is a value. Well, that used to be the concern with cloud. You know, when you talk about when I used to do these shows years ago, and I would walk into a room and just you know just my general survey of a of a trade show crowd was, are you ready to you know cloud or premises? What what are you looking for? Eighty percent wanted on premise. They did not want cloud because they thought about security concerns. We're, we're, that was their big reason. Well, and then it became 50-50, now it's 80-20 the other one, we're other way, probably more, 90-10, 90% wanting cloud, because now the, the security concern is what, exactly what you just said, it's having legacy technology that, didn't, that wasn't up to date, to, even the hybrid solutions aren't quite up to date, but they're, they're getting there, and well, you know, they're, as a hybrid model, they're getting there. We know that, that there's still value in having those solutions, but having a cloud solution, we can adapt so much quicker to those changes. Yeah, and so that's no, it's no surprise then that S Steve Ledden this morning said that cloud sales are now, for the first time, outpacing on-premise sales. So, um, yeah. you know, pretty soon it's the competitive landscape is going to push you forward to, if you know, if not go all cloud, go hybrid. So. There, there, when we talk about hybrid models, you probably have, and you probably have cloud solutions mixed into it. And if yeah. you go back and listen to one of our previous episodes where we talked about, uh, we talked to Jack and we talked to Jason about how you do your composable CX strategy and how you start to manage not having that type of hybrid solution and that hybrid. Cloud, some cloud, some legacy premise solutions, where you come together as a group and make decisions based on what's best for the future, and that you know we you can go back and review that, but that that speaks to that uh, that reason to go into that composable CX strategy uh, right there, you know, and, and yeah. again hybrid's okay because again you probably have some cloud solutions, some premise solutions, and you've got them uh, linked together in the back end in some way, but yeah, absolutely, and I think. You know, if you think about what all these trends come together and say, you know, employee experience, so important, customer experience, so important. There's an amazing technologies out there to support both of those things and how they come together, personalization through AI at scale and, you know, the cloud and 
just all of these technologies like UCAS and CCAS coming together. I mean, just it's like a candy store of technology to support customer and employee experiences. You know, speaking of candy, if we head back down to the exhibit floor now, I bet they're ready to get rid of all. You know how every booth has candy laying out? I say we walk back down there and close this out and just maybe walk the show floor just a little bit more just to get some more of that exhibits show feel before they close out for the day. We end this year's session of Enterprise Connect 2022. Well, now that we're back on the show floor, Michael, you know, any final thoughts about this fantastic event? You know, again, I, I can't stress how important it is to really be back in person. I know we've covered, we've talked about a lot of things today that that we've, we've uncovered and learned, but I, I think the value of having human interactions and learning from each other like this, it's irreplaceable. But it also relates to what the, the role we serve and making contact centers better. It's all about how we engage, and whether that's face-to-face -face or through technology, there's, there's value in it. And I just, as we're walking around the floor, it just, it makes me, it makes me feel proud of the, the way Genesis gets involved in these, in these events, so. Absolutely, and I love all of the congeniality and everyone, you know, coming together, competitors who are also partners and. Right, what is that all about? How come, it's we're competing against each other, but with each other, which is co great. Co-opetition. Co-opetition, I love that word, yeah. It, it is it is nice to to know that when when you you don't have competitors you have you have partners that is such a that's a that's a brilliant way to think of it yeah but cooperation yeah yeah steal that one you probably stole it didn't you <laughs> I borrowed it you borrowed, borrowed borrowed yes no one steals that's right so I think we had a great event and there was so much to share and we will have some information at the bottom of this page if you scroll down. We, we did gather a lot of content. Hopefully we can share that all with you and, and you'll have time to sit through it and sift through what you need to hear about. But again, as always, as we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I wanna thank everyone for listening and hope you're able to take something away from to today's topic. Before we leave you, we wanna remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on genesis.com. They'll expand on today's topic and we'll leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe and get notified to previous and new episodes of the podcast. And feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20. Bye.